Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth. This week, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? You know, we're on the ferry to Nantucket, and we look around and everybody's wearing a mask. 100% compliance, and uh, there's no problem whatsoever. Now, we hear a lot, we read about that people won't wear masks and that they're reluctant to do so or defiant in doing so. But everyone on this ferry of all age groups was wearing a mask, except if they went outside when it was permitted not to have one outside on deck. In Massachusetts, they've sort of cast Rhode Island as a pariah state in that our infection rate is slightly higher than they like. And so instead of just being able to travel, we need a negative COVID test taken within 72 hours of arrival in Massachusetts. Now, you have to understand that border is about 15 minutes from my home. Everything is 15 minutes from anything in Rhode Island. And we were due to go to Nantucket, and we heard about this uh, on Tuesday. And so Wednesday was 72 hours, and we had a hustle to get these tests. Now, Saturday morning, we drove from our home over the Massachusetts border, and there were no police, no barriers at the border. We kept driving, and we got up to Hyannis, where the ferry is. There was no enforcement of any restrictions at ferry loading. There was no enforcement restrictions on the ferry. And when we rolled off the ferry in Nantucket, there was no one checking papers. We drove out to the house we rent on the beach, and there was no one along the way who stopped us with our Rhode Island license plates. No one visited our home yet, and we're here now for two days with our Rhode Island license plates out in the driveway. And so these restrictions, it seems to me, are laudatory in trying to keep people healthy, but the enforcement of them is strictly self-reliant. It's theoretical. I didn't see anyone in town stopping anyone else in restaurants, on the streets, anywhere, inquiring about their papers. In town, everybody was wearing a mask. The requirements here is that you walk down the street, you wear a mask in heavily occupied parts of town. And Nantucket's not heavily occupied, except in the downtown area. And people walking down the streets, I saw 100% mask use. In stores, 100% mask use. The only time the masks came off is when you were dining in a restaurant. And the restaurant adjustments were made. Uh, they have uh, created outdoor dining that's very attractive here in Nantucket. Uh, and they have canopies set up and they have umbrellas set up and nice tables. And everyone has adjusted to it wonderfully. And the town has allowed people to expand their outdoor offerings onto public grounds and into the streets and so forth. And it's really uh, quite well done. And the restaurants explain it to you. Uh, in church here, when we went Saturday evening for vigil mass, the priest explained the new restrictions, which are pretty much the same as in our church in Rhode Island, and asked that people comply with them. And they had pews set off so that uh, there was social distancing, and they explained how people were to approach for communion and so forth. And everybody did as they were told. Everyone is employing, to my eyes, great civility. And there's an, an importance here of continuity. That is, people want to continue their habits, continue their lives, continue what gives them pleasure, and continue their work. And people are willing to make adjustments to do so. It's really not as bad as the media portrays it. I mean, I am convinced that the media portrays only the worst of the offenders, of the defiant ones, of the kooks. But basically, people are doing what they're told because it's not a burden to do so and it keeps other people safe. 
Now, in Melbourne at the moment, there are harsh restrictions, six weeks of draconian restriction. Uh, you can only go out uh, for an hour, I believe, to get food or to go to a pharmacy uh, or to exercise. People aren't even sure if they can walk their dogs. And this occurred because a bunch of IT people were returning to Australia, where they lived from doing work abroad, and they were quarantined in a hotel. However, the government paid guards at the hotel to make sure they stayed there a pittance, nothing at all. So the guards were easily bribed, and the IT people bribed the guards in order to get back to work and make money again. The guards, as I understand it, also had sex with some of the IT people. The guards went home and spread the disease among their families and in their own towns and neighborhoods. The IT people, of course, spread it among their co-workers at work, and now Melbourne's in a horrible state. We have to look at preventive action and not contingent action. We're constantly cutting back. We're constantly issuing orders. We're constantly trying to restrict people. Those are all contingent actions. The preventive action is to be ready for this stuff. The preventive action was to get the state police or the equivalent in Australia to guard these IT people and not some poorly paid half-wit guards. We need a better disposition of resources. We need rapid testing and rapid results. When we found we had to get a test within 72 hours, we found a place that actually could get you results in 15 minutes. That's very uncommon. Usually they guarantee 10 to 14 days, which would have been our entire vacation in Nantucket, two weeks. And some of them try to get you the results in three to four days. I took one of those and it did get me results in two days. But just in case, my wife and I went to a place that got us 15 minute results. Now you registered at eight in the morning and they didn't call her till three and they didn't call me till five. And they call you to come back in, they give you 15 minutes, but after uh, just a few minutes in the um, exam room and some preliminary tests like blood pressure, they do the testing and 15 minutes later you have a piece of paper saying that you're just fine or not. We need more of that. We need to give people rapid results in case they need 72 hours on frequent occasions. I'll tell you something, it's actually nice to dine outdoors with little congestion. There's a bright side to all this. And so cognitive dissonance, which is holding conflicting beliefs in your mind, like smoking, even though you know if you smoke, you'll shorten your life, is also a case of being told one thing but seeing another. And so the New York Times will tell you that the world's going to hell and people are disobeying the rules, but that's because those are the people they're looking at. If you look around most times, your eyes aren't lying and what you see is people like yourself complying. Do you believe the times or your lying eyes? You know, sometimes the weather forecasts are accurate warnings and we hunker down and we batten the hatches and we should. But sometimes, very often, they just scare the hell out of you to get ratings. A huge tropical storm, well, it's some heavy rain. A blizzard is coming, it's three inches. There are going to be excessive winds, some leaves are knocked off the trees. That's because the weather people, too, are going for ratings and not necessarily accuracy. You know, it leads me to wonder these days if Congress really matters. No matter what they say, no matter how they try to scare us, no matter how many of these buffoons utter what the American people really need, nothing changes. They take care of themselves. We know that. But the country rolls on because it's a country designed by geniuses, current cultural cancellation notwithstanding, to be run by idiots. There's a woman in Providence, a councilwoman. Her name is Kat Kerwin, and she's 23 years old. She's a councilwoman in the city of Providence. 
And she is off the walls crazy. She intervenes wherever she feels like it, saying, I'm a councilwoman. Recently, there was a noise disturbance there, and the police responded to check it out. They talked to the DJ. They told the DJ that there was no permit for street music. The DJ said fine and shut off his music. They talked to the owner of the establishment and explained the nature of the complaint. And the body cameras on the police, so they were polite at all times. Nobody got, accept, ex, nobody got upset except Ms. Kerwin was present, and she came barreling over and said she's a councilwoman and what's going on, and the police were bullying people. And the police said to her, there are people in the neighborhood complaining about the noise. And she said, and I'm going to quote this, excuse me, but I'm going to quote it. This woman, this 23-year-old woman said, (laughs) captured on a microphone, if they live in this neighborhood, they shouldn't be so fucking upset. That's the person some people elected to office, 23 and full of herself. Apparently, she sees herself in another universe. So don't just trust me on these matters. Look around with your own eyes. Determine what's going on. That's the best way to be honest. That's the uncomfortable truth.